welcome and thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Chapel's Disciple Making Podcast. We believe that life change happens best in circles, not rows. So whether your circle is a community group, D group, or your family, this resource exists for practical advice on how to make disciples who make disciples. We hope that this content is engaging and we hope that it helps you in your journey to follow the command of Jesus to make disciples. Hello, Disciple Makers, and welcome back to another episode of the Disciple Making Podcast here at the chapel. I'm David Day, and today we have Andrew Bates, one of the pastors here, teaching pastor and site pastor at the Segan Lane location of the chapel. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit today about what is happening in chapel world as we re-engage face-to-face. What an exciting time this is as we move past, uh, well, I don't know, Andrew, if we're ever going to move past Corona. But we're, <laughs> that. We're, we're certainly moving into a new phase of our Corona worship, of our Corona group life, and all that kind of stuff. So welcome to the podcast, Andrew, and uh, we're glad you're with us today. Thanks for having me, David. Excited to, to talk about the new normal, whatever in the world that means. Yeah, yeah. Some of the most overused terminology in the world is the new normal, but I don't think any other words really fit. So we'll, we'll go with that. You know, I've I've watched all the TV commercials and I've seen all of the, the, the commentary about, you know, the changes, but the truth is nobody really knows what this is going to look like. Mm-hmm. But, um, but you and I were talking offline and, and, and Kevin and the, and the, you and the staff, it seems like you guys have done a ton of work, uh, taking a survey of the church and put it all together. And you've got a strategy and a plan that you've outlined for how we can re-engage not just in group life, but in church life in general, including our youth and our kids. Uh, and so let's just talk about that a little bit today. What are some of the biggest changes as we re-engage and how, what is that going to look like? I know that's a big, old, a big old question for you, Andrew, but you can kind of start wherever you want. Maybe, maybe for Sunday worship, what is that going to look like moving forward and when is that going to start happening? Absolutely. It's a, a huge question, but a very very needed question of what in the world is this going to look like? So number one, we absolutely cannot wait until we can gather in person again. I mean, I'm, I'm a people person. I'm an extrovert. I've been pulling my hair out since all this began because I just need people. Even when we're sitting on the couch tonight watching Netflix, I just reach over and just touch Emily. I'm like, okay, I need, I need human touch. So we, we can't wait to get back there. So everything we're doing is drawing us to that, not just because we want to gather in person, but it is a truly biblical command to not forsake gathering together. So that's a huge part of what it looks like to, to follow Jesus and to be to be his body. So I want to let our, our church know and our leaders know we are definitely doing everything we can to move back that way. Now, that's, that's multifaceted on what it looks like as far as being safe, as far as being cautious, yeah. as far as maybe even op- offering other opportunities for gatherings besides just just worship services. And we, we really wanted to see where the church body was at. That's so why we did a survey. It's still online at thechapelbr.com slash coronavirus. If you want to check, check it out. But when we did the results, um, I was telling David earlier, I said, man, it's, it's kind of funny that it's exactly what we thought it would be. It is perfectly balanced between all the different options that we gave that some people are, man, forget the virus. Let's meet, let's hug, let's do it. Others are like, yeah, we're, we're ready to gather, but let's be cautious. And other people are like, nope, until the vaccine's here and all this stuff is gone, we're not showing back up. So our body is all the way across the board. So how do we love and set us up to love our body well, to gather together, but also to be able to love our community well, too, and not put people 
at risk. So, so what that looks like, and there's a, a big, huge chart that we have on the chapelbr.com slash plan. And it, it might seem very generic, which it is on purpose. That way we can continue to flex and move as we go along. But as we move into phase one after Governor Edwards' announcement, the biggest thing that's going to affect will be our in-person gatherings. So we're going to remain online from here until the cows come home. As long as the internet is still available, we'll always have chapel online services for Sunday morning and possibly even Sunday, Sunday evening. But we want to give our people a chance to gather in person. So we're waiting until June 7th, the month of June. We're going to kind of slow roll this out to make sure our locations are clean. We have everything we need, masks, hand sanitizer, structures, flow of people, all that kind of stuff. But come June 7th, we are going to offer um, in-person gatherings, but it's only going to be at one location. It's going to be just at the Segan location. And the reason why we're doing that is one, we can have all of our staff converge on one location to make sure we have all hands on deck. And it's much easier to control one location than two locations. It's much easier to clean that, but also the amount of overflow rooms we have there for specific atmospheres that I'll talk about in environments in just a minute. But but ultimately we think it's a great way to continue our momentum of being two church two church one church with two locations, not two churches, one church with two locations and really able to celebrate as we begin to gather together that we actually get to do it together. So okay, what? So you were saying that starts uh, June the 7th will be June the first time 7th. we actually, okay. Yes, sir. And we'll have, and besides just Sunday gatherings, we'll have some, some in-person rally points and stuff. We'll be keeping um, everybody abreast of, or maybe some more drive-through stuff, looking at some outdoor options, all that kind of stuff. But on Sunday morning, June 7th will be our first offering of in-person gatherings. Wow. Um, and we're, that's really and we're highly recommending people still stay at home um, if they need to or anything there. And we'll get more about group life in just a minute because I got some fun ideas. Right. Yeah. And I, I think that's I think that's worthy of mentioning in that, you know, if if we have church members, if we have group members, family members that are high highly, you know, uh, high risk individuals mm-hmm. in terms of health, it's probably wise that they stay in and, and not venture out just like sure. uh, just like the you know, the governor has, has mentioned and, and a lot of the healthcare experts have mentioned, but there is a there is a large population at the chapel that is ready and raring to go. So I'm mm-hmm. sure they will be very happy to hear that June seventh they will have their opportunity to do that. Absolutely. So, so that's and cool. and what that's gonna look like is when we have capacity restrictions when it comes to amount of gathering, all that, we're working to get rooms set up for that. Um, so we're gonna add some services and we're gonna add some space. Uh, when it comes to what that looks like on June 7th. So we're going to have a 7.30 a.m. service. Yeah, you heard me correctly, David, 7.30 a.m. Okay. I know you're a morning y'all, person, so you're like, let's yeah, do this. Yeah, y'all y'all enjoy that. That's great. Good. No. Y'all, y'all so, do. Yeah. yeah so 7.30 a.m. <laughs> will be our first service. It will be in the auditorium only. Um, both Kevin McKee, Pastor Kevin, and I will be there. We'll be live hosting. One of us will be teaching. Um, it'll be a lot of fun to gather. We'll have spaces where you're socially distant with rows and all that kind of stuff. So 7.30 is auditorium only, but then we're keeping our normal, well, the new normal or the old normal, whatever normal means, 9 o'clock and 10.45 services as well. But we're adding some fun stuff for that. So we're not going to have any youth or any kids programming on Sunday morning at all in the month of June. I want to be very clear. No kids, no youth, in-person gatherings on Sunday morning at all. Still online, still resources. You can head to the chapelbr.com slash next gen for all that details. But we are going to offer some specific environments on Sunday to meet the needs of our kids and youth. So for the nine o'clock and 1045 services, we'll have the live service in, in the, in the auditorium at Segan. 
we're also going to have two overflow slash breakout rooms for families with kids and for families with youth. And if you're bringing your kids, bringing your youth, that is totally true discretion, but they must always be accompanied by an adult. So when you go to those breakout rooms, it is still going to be the same content that it is in the main auditorium. Um, we're working to potentially have live music. We're going to have live hosts with James Slaughter, kids minister, and Connor Birds, our youth director. We're working on that, but they will be specifically set up environments for families with youth and then another one for families with kids. That way, you won't be, kids won't be quite as distracted. We'll still have same content, same teaching, all that, but we'll have some overflow for capacity, but also to try to love our kids um, and our youth in a specific way and make all, and we're going to make all of our services family friendly. So we're not going to be talking about PG 13, that kind of stuff or it won't be inappropriate for kids, but we will make sure that it's, it's family friendly while also continuing all of our online resources um, for kids and for youth and even for, for our college students. So that's what Sunday morning is going to look like right. starting June 7, Segan mm-hmm. only seven thirty nine ten forty five with some overflow um, and we're all holding this with open, open hands. We always say, be like Gumby and blessed are those who have never been out of shape and being flexible. Um, but we'll keep everybody up to date as we begin to, to make decisions on what exactly, what exactly this looks like. Well, you know, at the chapel, we like to say life happens best in circles, not rows. Uh, but these circles are, are looking really different now, <laughs> but, <laughs> at least, but at least we're doing life together, which is important. And, uh, and I think there'll be a lot of people that are glad to hear this and, uh, and excited about, um, you know, getting back together and, and seeing each other's faces, even if we don't get to sit, you know, real close to each other or shake hands or hug or whatever it is that people feel comfortable doing. But uh, I'm, I personally believe that, that this is a great step in the right direction for, like you said, we're, we're meant to be together. We're meant to fellowship. We're meant to connect as believers. And uh, I'm really glad you guys have taken the time and the trouble to to map this out really well. One more time, where can they find those plans online, Andrew? That'll be the chapelbr.com slash plan. Okay. And, and that's the best, best place to keep up to date. So we'll be sending out weekly emails on Mondays. Our members and regular attenders will be getting regular emails on Thursdays. Group leaders are still going to get emails on Tuesday and Thursday. So we'll update in our emails, but our, the chapelbr.com slash plan will be updated every single day to ensure as we make changes, everybody knows. So Okay. Make it a, a favorite on your web browser or whatever that looks like. But that's the, that's the place where all the info will be. Okay. So group leaders uh, who are listening to this uh, podcast, and most of us are group leaders, um, I, I know that we have some big questions there too. Um, and so, you know, Andrew, we had our community group last night, and I kind of brought up the topic about when do you guys want to try to reconnect face-to-face in person? And they said, now would be great. <laughs> Everybody was pretty excited about getting back together. And as I've said several times on this podcast and other places, Zoom meetings are a poor substitute for creating community, but they are a substitute. I mean, you can actually create community through a Zoom meeting. But I think we're starting to experience, a lot of us are starting to experience some some um, Zoom fatigue and some mm-hmm. meeting fatigue. You know, we, we, we get online and, and do community group and we're sharing prayer requests and uh, talking about what's difficult and, you know, before you know it, we're 45 minutes, 50 minutes into a community group meeting and it's just kind of depressing in some ways because we can't have fun. Yep. <laughs> I mean, we, we can have fun, but it's different. You know, we played, we played some games, we did taco night, we did some fun things, but it's just not, uh, it is a substitute, but it's not a great substitute. I mean, there's just nothing like being together. 
So when are we going to be able to do that? And, and how does that look? And as far as, is there any guidance from the church for us as group leaders and when we can do that? Oh, absolutely. And, and just to make it clear, we, we truly believe that group life is the, the heart of our church. We love our gatherings. We love the in-person worship, all that kind of stuff. But ultimately, and I think Ms. Sherry Fox put this on an email a, a few weeks ago, we are truly a, a church of small groups that happens to gather on Sunday morning to worship. We're not a church that gathers on Sunday and then breaks out into smaller groups. So to group leaders, you are the lifeblood of, of who we are Absolutely. and what we do. And we truly believe life change happens best in circles, not rows, even if those circles have become little squares on the screen. Um, so, so what that looks like is we want to let y'all get back to, again, normal as, as much as possible. And by normal, I simply mean in person. So we're recommending as a, as a church, as leaders, that as soon as May 15 hits, and you'll be listening to this after May 15th, it is fully up to your discretion whether you would like to meet in person. Um, like David said, I'm a part of his community group. We're going to meet in person um, as soon as we can. We still highly recommend be smart. Don't lick the floor. Don't be hugging and rubbing spit on people. Like, be, <laughs> yeah, be smart. We have, to stop. we have to stop doing that. We have to stop licking the floor. I, I don't I mean, know. It's... If you quit spilling your breadcrumbs, I'll stop that, David. <laughs> but, but maybe be, be smart with it. But this is something we need in, in the in-person gatherings in our homes as small groups. That will give us that gathering together that we see in, in the book of Hebrews. Uh, this gives us a chance to be the church. Smaller, not as, as widespread as you maybe would before. But this gives us a chance to truly connect with each other, even if we still can't at a, at a large um, kind of macro level. So we want to highly recommend you gather together as groups and let the first night be a party night. I mean, still be careful Absolutely. distancing. I want to be clear, follow CDC, follow the WHO, follow the, the band too, not just the World Health Organization. Do all those kind of things, but still get, get together as soon as possible. And one, right. one recommendation I want to make um, to our groups is, again, we want if at all possible, at least in the month of June till the coronavirus begins to truly drop, but we would much rather you meet online than actually come in person to two services. But more than that, if you're part of a community group, I would much rather you worship together, either live on Sunday morning as you're blasting it out on Facebook or YouTube, or even if you want to wait until you meet on Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, whenever, and then worship, worship together. And sing. If you sing like David, don't sing too loud. I mean, gather together and, right. and do this Do this as a body because yeah. um, this will give us a chance to just, innately, to organically worship. I've passed that gift on to my daughter, Kelsey, you see. that's. that's I think she got was, all of it and left you with nothing. Yeah, okay. that, that was the plan, though. So, you know, that, that's me being sacrificial and passing that. Whatever. What a, what a humble guy. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that great? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I love that that we could that we could. That's a really great idea. We could meet as a community group at at a location, somebody's somebody's home or whatever it might be, and go to church together there in that location. Keeping that as a small group as we do that, um, and that's a really cool. It's it's a it's a it's a live watch party, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, and it really is. you know, we could do uh, we could do a lot of things as, as group leaders. I'm sure we could think of ways that we could really make that special and make it fun and make it interesting and make it meaningful as well. Mm -hmm. Andrew, let me ask this question. Do you recommend, and this may be up to group leaders at their discretion, depending on their own uh, group makeup, but do you recommend wearing masks and things like that as we gather in, in community groups and small groups? Um, I would say say yes and no. One, I think following health, health organizations, experts and stuff there, I think will be very, very wise. Um, I wear a mask when I'm out in public and I absolutely hate it. Like I went to the doctor the other day and had to wear it for like two and a half hours straight. 
it drove me nuts. Like no one likes wearing a mask. Um, but I would say if there's any chance of vulnerable population within your group, I would recommend wearing one. Um, but I would, I just recommend watching and seeing what, what do government officials, officials say. Now there's some people you're around probably more than often and more often than not. So the mask might not do anything because you already breathe the same air. Um, but I would say, and it's, I know it's weird. I know it's awkward, but we have to think not just of ourselves, but others and people that are asymptomatic and all that. I'm not a medical doctor, but the chance of spreading it is great once we get, get in close. So I would just recommend taking precautions, um, but also not, not letting fear override the truly, truly gathering together. Yeah, that's a really good word. And, you know, for me, I have, uh, I'm, I'm not a big mask guy. Um, you know, I look at the data and information and I'm a little skeptical about some of that stuff. I'll just admit that. But, you know, I wear a mask every time I go out as well. And I'm not doing it for me. I'm doing it for everyone else that may feel uncomfortable around me if I'm not. And so I just I just don't want to be in, in Lowe's or Home Depot and, and people feel like they have to, you know, keep a wide berth just because I'm not wearing a mask. If it makes them more comfortable, it's a small price to pay. So that's mm -hmm. that's my that's where I'm coming from, you know, and I, I think that's probably a good, you know, I don't want to cause my brother to stumble in that. Just, let's mm -hmm. just wear the mask and get over it and move on. And it, it's not going to be forever. And so uh, at least I hope it's not. So, uh, <laughs> <I> hope so. <laughs> you know? yeah, well, that's exciting stuff. And I'm really, um, th this is the good news that I've been wanting to kind of uh, communicate for a while is that, Hey, we get together now, of course, as you've described, it's going to look different. Um, is there anything that you would recommend as group leaders that we do to kind of prepare for this? Is there any additional prep or is there anything that you can think of as a experienced group leader or, or something that you've seen that we might be a, more aware of? Is there anything that we need to read up on or, or is it just really just pray through it and think about your own group and, and, and develop it the way that your group would most uh, positively respond? Oh, absolutely. I mean, number one is definitely prayer. Um, pray for decisions that are made. Pray for your group um, members. Pray for what does this look like in your own individual group, all that kind of stuff. I don't want to downplay prayer. That definitely is the number one priority. Um, but I think a, a second thing, just to kind of think through the lens of God blessed us with incredible growth and momentum um, coming as a church into the coronavirus era. Um, and even our online engagement has been absolutely unbelievable. People saying yes to following Jesus, people wanting to get connected. As many other churches, engagement and views are going way, way down. Ours have remained incredibly strong. Um, so God's gifting us with a lot of a lot of momentum. It is truly His favor that's allowing this to happen. And I truly believe that next step in Him using the chapel and continuing this momentum of helping people meet and follow Jesus is going to ride heavily on our group life because it's going to be different for a while. So to carry this momentum, to carry this energy, it's going to be up to our, our groups and our group leaders to really gather together that when we finally get to come back and gather together in services across all of our locations, that we did not lose a beat. We have continually been the church because we've been gathering together in homes. We've been breaking bread together. We've been worshiping together. So I would say just remember how important you are. I guess that would be the number two thing after prayer. Um, but then also, um, man, keep keep up to date with it. We're almost through with our series, Anxious for Nothing. Um, early on in this series, we dove into some really heavy stuff when it came to depression and actual clinical depression and acute anxiety and even some death pieces. Towards the end, we're going to be a little more generic, diving into things that everybody's going to face with, with pain and trials in your life, the fear of death, and then casting your cares on Christ. So stay up to date. We have starter packs for more information. If you have questions about resources, 
let us know there. But our next series, we're actually going to spend the whole summer in the book of First John. So I would recommend as a group leader and start reading First John. It's only five chapters. Just read it over and over and over. And we're going to entitle this series, Love God and Love People, um, which is pretty generic, which is kind of encapsulates the whole entire Christian life there. That's but really getting to it. That's, that's it. it. That's it. Um, and we, we wanted to do this one to, we love just preaching from a book. I love it. I mean, we're preaching this whole series from one passage in Philippians, but the whole book of first John is just great. It talks about who God is and our response to love him and also our response to allow his love to flow through us to others. And what, what better, it's always a good time to love people, but what better time to love our neighbors and to love those around us. Mm. And we're all scared to death, fearful, or really yeah. we have no idea what's next. So diving into First John, I would highly recommend that. Kevin and I will be putting out extra resources for our leaders to be able to follow along. Um, it's it's going to be a, a pretty fun, pretty fun series diving into to First John. Andrew Bates, site pastor at Segan. Um, man, thank you so much for um, for all the work that you guys are doing. Please pass along to the rest of the staff that um, you know. As a group leader, I just appreciate the fact that you guys are continuing to communicate with us building plans and including group life in those plans. And actually group life is at the center of a lot of those plans. And we appreciate that very much. All that you guys are doing and Sherry Fox and the team, uh, we just very much appreciate that. And thanks for spending the time with us this morning. I know you're busy, you're on the road and you're, you're, you're being the, the daddy, the, daddy, the husband, the, husband the, the pastor. And um, it's, it's just a lot. And uh, I appreciate all that you're doing. We see you, we recognize the effort that you're putting in and, and, uh, you know, from group leaders to you, Andrew and the team, thank you so much for doing that. Appreciate that, Dave. My honor to get to serve amazing people like you and Miss Sue and also all of our other group leaders as well. Well, they're an awesome crew and we're glad that you've joined us and uh, I'm sure that they're glad to hear from you. And, uh, you know, like we like to say, once again, life happens best in circles, not rows. So, we're glad you're in the circle today. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the podcast, the disciple-making podcast here at the chapel. If you need help with anything as a group leader, then please reach out to Andrew, and you can reach out to myself or Sherry Fox. I'm sure we'll be happy to assist you in any way that we can. Also, if you know of needs, have a need, or know somebody with a need, then reach out to us at thechapelbr.com forward slash connect and get us some information so that we can help you with it. We can't solve all of your problems and can't maybe help all uh, help meet all of your needs but we certainly can't meet any needs that we don't know about so we need to know and hear from you as a group leader what do you need help with whether it's personally or in group life so we can be uh, aware of it and get you the resources that you need so once again andrew thanks again for being with us and we'll see you guys next time on the next episode of the disciple making podcast Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. We hope that you enjoyed the content from today and that it helped encourage you in your call to make disciples. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on our website at thechapelbr.com. We're always working on keeping our site full of resources for you as you seek to make disciples. And finally, you can follow us on our socials at thechapelbr on Facebook and Instagram, as well as at Chapel Group Life on Instagram. Thanks so much for joining us, and we will see you guys next time.